0: I wear so many titles, best friend, mom, sister, and wife Sing me a song when I'm feeling really down And no one else gets my jokes,
1: so I'm glad you're around Let's make a path now to always be great friends I can see loving
2: and trusting you till the
1: Yes, that was Clarissa Adams She was on podcast like number 16, 17 I believe But you're listening to podcast number 20 Of the Double E podcast starring Ed And Eddie Yes, man, number 20 Yeah, dude, Um, I forgot where you were when we interviewed her Maybe Wichita? I, I think, think I was thought? at the track meet Yeah Yeah, she sounds real good, man yeah, yeah, man, she's been, uh, like, compared to Jill Scott, um, oh, man, there was so many, man, but, uh, yeah, yeah, um, podcast number 20 here, we're gonna, uh, uh, with our special guest, I'm gonna let Eddie introduce him. Yeah, I have a young
2: man that pretty much raised, uh, came, uh, up through the neighborhood as, uh. I was uh, successful in working with kids, and he was one of the young ones that I started out with, um, working at Central Park, uh, played basketball for Robinson Middle School, played at Topeka High, and now he's at a junior college playing ball at Allen County. His name is Daquan Haggerty. Give it up for Daquan. Daquan, uh, he works for me at the uh, YMCA uh, Kids and Sports. And it's always funny, is because it was a hesitation on hiring him. And uh, now I, I I should have hired him a couple years ago because he's just got that knack for kids. He doesn't want to believe it. You know, he'll talk about being a doctor or a lawyer. I said, oh, you're going to be in one of these high schools doing the same thing I did, <laughs> you know. So, but uh, yeah, and uh, Ed, uh, this Clarissa sounds real good, a little bit off subject. Her and there was another young lady that we had that was with a rapper. Them we, are two young ladies that I would love to get back on our podcast, you know. I mean, both of them sound real good. Yeah, real yeah, good.
1: Yeah, we can definitely... I still haven't found her, the, the, the lady that reminded me of Beyonce. I still yes. haven't found her. Uh, but, yeah, I'm in touch with Clarissa Amber. I think I might even call her Adams again. God! Yes, you did.
2: Yeah, yeah, I'm looking I'm, right at it. And I'm like, man, yeah, am I saying I can I
1: cannot believe I don't know why I want to call her last name. And it's Clarissa Amber Garrett, I believe. Yes. Is her well, full name.
2: Well, the, in the hometown that we're in, there's a lot of Adams, you know. So <laughs> I can see that. I can see that happening. Um, yeah, but uh, just you know, touching base back to um Daquan. Um just been watching him play uh Daquan played at uh Robinson, you guys played for the championship? Did you guys play? No, it was for third place. For third place. And did you guys win?
0: Yeah, we won. We won by like 10, I think.
2: Yeah. And uh, we always had a young man that was another partner of mine uh, named Raymond Solis. And it was funny because, you know, the, the, the guys that started with Raymond just had the knack to look for Raymond, get Raymond the ball. And uh, Raymond pretty much got a lot of things done. But there was a few games where they were double teaming on Raymond and they had to go to
0: you, Daquan. And
2: how did you feel about taking on that responsibility?
0: Um, it was it was kind of hard for me. I get nervous, get stage fright. But um, I don't know. I just had to do whatever to help my team win, I guess. Yeah. You know, what's funny about that is I always called
2: Daquan a practice player because he would get in practice and couldn't nobody stop him. But when he seen them lights come on and, and, you know, people in the stands, he say, uh, uncle Eddie, man, I'm getting kind of nervous, you know? And I was like, come on, Daquan, man. <laughs> and then not now, not now. But the, the the thing that makes it interesting on Daquan, you know, and I always give him a hard time is, you know, Daquan was always the first one in the gym and the last one to leave. Um, Pretty much Central Park Community Center raised him. Daquan, you know, as as a lot of the other kids, you know, grew up in a, in a neighborhood, you know, where, you know, you had to find a place where you called your second home. And it was almost like, hey, you know, this, the, these people here are going to look out for me. What did Central Park do for you, Daquan, as far as your upbringing?
0: Well, I mean, it was just like a, a place to really hope and try to get better. what what kind of other activities did you do at central park um i was i was part of the what was it the kids program yes and um i don't know like we just went there for like something to do in the summertime really met a lot of great people and uh mentors like uh Uncle eddie here (laughs) and ed Faison. we're not
2: forgetting about you if you're listening because i know how you get but most definitely ed fazen was one of the uh mentors too that helped out a lot uh Mrs. Cheryl, Roger, I mean everybody was family there. You always had college students that came from out of town. I say when Daquan was in junior high, you had college students that would come from out of town that played for Warshburn, and they would get a job at Central Park. So we got to know quite a few people. Um, Daquan also went to a summer camp that I worked at, you know, and it's funny as how he used to be a, a, a camper and now he's one of the counselors. So he kind of gets to see what, you know, I was going through with them. And, you know, now what me and him are going through. But there's really not a day at work where we don't just crack up and laugh. And, you know, I mean, is a fun job. I mean, sometimes you feel like, man, I'm getting paid for this. And I'm I'm having a ball. You know, I'm having a good time. And then Daquan got in high school. And, you know, pretty much Daquan, like I said, in practice, he would get it done, you know. He he His his handles was phenomenal. Um, did a lot of things, you know, for the team and stuff. And then Daquan got to his junior year, and I always called it a – and he's going to laugh about this, but I called that I just said he didn't have that hunger that he had when he was a sophomore, a freshman and a sophomore. And a junior year, at the end of the junior year, you know, he had put himself in a situation – where, you know, okay, am I gonna make this team? Because Daquan's five nine, five eight, five, nine, you know, and we had a couple other five eight five nine players too. Uh Daquan, how was your confidence your senior
0: year? Um, it wasn't it wasn't great. You know what I mean? Um like you said, I I didn't really have that hunger for it no more. But it was—I don't know. Most of all, it was—it was tough. It was tough for me. It, I didn't really. My confidence wasn't huge. So, did you even think about like not even going out? Nah, nah. I, that's something I wanted to do. I mean, I was gonna—I wasn't gonna stop playing. I mean, I was gonna try out anyway.
1: Okay. So then, uh, so your so your confidence is low as far as making the team, right? But your love for the game still existed. Definitely, okay. okay. And DaQuan
2: okay. also was one. Of the, you know, to me, to to be a player, you have to to focus on the college games on TV, the pro games, and, and DaQuan always brought that to the table. Um, DaQuan and, and Denny always didn't see eye to eye. Uh, I thought that Denny's opportunity to 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 pick a team that year was going to be one of his toughest opportunity because we had maybe four or five big men, but we had like nine guards, and everybody was quick, you know, and everybody was, you know, able to, to go to the board, and I think Daquan felt like his junior year when he wasn't getting that much time as a JV player, then, you know, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm not gonna work as hard as I, I, I have in the past, you know. A funny thing that I used to get on him about is because like, Daquan and my daughter are best friends, and She's so competitive, and we talked about, you know, still to this day, he calls her the world's best cheater because she (laughs) cheats at everything. And Kwai would be at Central Park so frustrated at ping pong because Jalen would be constantly cheating over and over and over. But the friendship that he had with her, watching her, you know, and he's seen her advance, and I thought that took a lot out of him saying, hey, we grew up together from grade school to high school and Jalen's advancing and I'm not moving as fast as I should. I got on Daquan because I felt like he wasn't the gym rat that he was at first. Even though he loved the game and he was gonna go out, I felt like he didn't put in the hours in the gym like he did in the past, you know. So when it comes to judgment time and it was that time to see if you know, who we were gonna pick, it was hard as coaches, sitting in that room, finding out who was that last three we're going to keep. And it was a choice where Daquan did not make that, you know. And at first, he started off like any other person with oh, i forget them. I don't like them. I don't care about them. I felt a part of me was took out of me because I switched over to girls. So, you know, I don't know. I feel like I left him on the Titanic, you know, because... I was always there for him as a boys coach. Like If I seen him and I felt like in practice he wasn't doing what he was supposed to do, I would always say, Daquan, get over here, man. Come on, man. We got to do these drills. We got to do them. So we came up with a plan, and Daquan went to Allen. Now, you didn't play for Allen your first year. You just went to school down there, right? Right, right. Yeah, and when did you decide, as watching Allen County Juco play and coming off of a disappointing Senior year of not playing basketball, where you had to sit in the stands and watch people that you felt like and I felt like that you were better than. What made you say, "Hey, I'm gonna give this another
0: try"? Well, um it was like around springtime. They was they was uh, scrimmaging or whatever, and I used to just go in there and sit in there and watch or whatever. And uh well they didn't have enough people to play, so they asked me to play or whatever. So, I mean, I went and played, and I balled out, I guess. And they asked me to they asked me to uh, start coming to all the scrimmages whenever they scrimmaged. And that's when I went to him and was like, hey, you know what I mean? Can I walk on next year and play? And then they let me on. And Daquan's always been a, a
2: crowd favorite. So, when people go up to the coach and say, hey, you got to give this guy a chance or – Take a look at this guy. He's already liked by so many people. But this is where we came up with, I would have to be at work at 7.30. And Daquan lived probably maybe two or three miles away from the gym. He didn't work for me then as he does this year. But Daquan, I told him, Daquan, I will come to work a half hour early at 7 o'clock if you can get up here and I'll let you do a workout from 7 o'clock to 7.45, and if we do this every day, and then at 7.45, you go down in the weight room and get some kind of workout in, I guarantee you, you will be a basketball player for Allen County Juco, and he did it, and I mean, you're talking about, he walked from Ripley, and you know, Ed, you know as well as I know, that ain't no area to be walking from, but I mean, you know, Daquan's the type of person that Catches the unexpected all. I mean, you might have people that have done wrong in the neighborhood and then did something crazy, but they're still going to say, Hey, Daquan, all right, because they know <laughs> that he's got that basketball, he's got one focus, and to get to where he wanted to be, you know. So he would come up to the gym, and his workout was was remarkable. I mean, he would be up there every day at 7. He'd do that workout. I showed him a few drills. We pulled out that jump rope, and... Just the day that you called me and said, hey, Uncle Eddie, I made the team. You know, I mean, that touch, you know what I'm saying? That that, that felt good. That felt good. So, you know, it's the inspiration to, you know, inspire young athletes that get in a game and doesn't get the ball much, doesn't score. You know, there's nothing like going to the gym by yourself and getting better. Everybody wants to get in the pickup game, Ed. But when you get in the gym, you put some cones out. This young man is putting, putting chairs out and constantly going around them, going around them. And it's just, you can just see it. You can see the development. You can see them getting better and better and better. Now, at Allen County, for what I hear, your first year, you didn't get as much time as you would like because you had a lot of guys that already had that starting spot sold up. Now your jump one hurdle is to play Juco.
0: Now you have to jump another hurdle is to get on that floor. How hard is that? Uh, it's going to be super tough. we got a lot of great guys this year that can, that can really hoop. So, I don't know. I'm just trying to give it my all. And is it true that at the end of the game, the crowd will start chanting for you to
2: come in the game? Uh, as a crowd favor and and, and, and I, I got information from a few people that you would come in the game and you just couldn't find just couldn't find that goal. Yeah. <laughs> was that nervousness? Yo it was killing me. Yeah, it <laughs> kills me. <laughs> yeah. Super nervous. Yes, yes. But you know, it, it just takes I mean there's stories like this that can be told and you're gonna look up one of these days, you're gonna find out that Daquan with, with with his heart He's gonna end up playing at the next level, Division One, Division Two. He is just—I mean, what he puts in it. I just feel like if he does that every summer and every year, you know, he's just gonna be—he's gonna—and you—you see stories like this all around the United States. You know, I remember that story of the the the, the manager who uh, got in the game, and everybody was like, "Oh, let's let him play, let's let him play." And he missed the first three. And this dude hit five threes, man. <laughs> I remember loved, that. and there's there's just stories like that, man, that you'll 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 never, never forget about, man. And I just think he's gonna be a part of one of them stories.
1: All right, so that's currently right now you are at Allen County? Right, right. Okay. Um, it's a two year, four year. It's a two year. Okay. So this is your last year there? Yes, sir. Okay. Um do you know where you are in the depth chart?
0: Uh, I would I would say I'm at the bottom, the okay. very bottom
1: uh, right now. Mm-hmm. New coach too, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Um, but with the the from what it seems like, the players love you, the the people love you, um, and you seem like a team player from what all Eddie's saying. So the chances of getting a scholarship to the next level looks pretty good of some sort, even though, you know, your playing time may be limited. Right. What about your game do you need to work on? For me,
0: I would I would say honestly, my just mainly my confidence. My confidence and uh, also I would probably say my ball handling, get my ball handling my ball a little more tighter. You know, me being so small – you know what I mean? Handling the ball is probably my 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 main thing. It's probably that's that's what I've been working on really all summer is just getting my ball handling
1: better. And how how do you gain confidence? Um, I mean, if you're not getting the playing time to actually get out there, um, you know, is it just in practice? Or have you you know how, how do you how do you want to relate to the coach? Hey. You know? Really I'm confident that if you put me in I can produce.
0: Really for me it's just mental. You know what I mean? It's just confidence is just mental. At times I feel like I'm mentally weak, but I'm just hard on myself. You know what I mean? But mainly it's just it's just mental. I gotta I'll be I'll be trying different things, taking deep breaths, just I don't know. It's just mental for me. I don't know.
1: Okay. Uh who do you kinda like Oh, what is it like? Like, like, marvel your game after. Who do you try to? Who Who do you like watching play? Um,
0: that's tough. Uh, I I love watching Stephen Curry play. Love watching Stephen Curry play. I feel like my game is is more like his. He can shoot. You know what I mean. handle the ball. Create his own offense. And I feel like that's how I am. You know what I mean. Great defender. I can defend at my at my height being 58, you know what I mean? I'm pretty I'm pretty tough defender, so I'd probably say I'd, I'd probably say him.
1: Okay. now with the way especially the NBA is now playing and I see a trickle down effect happening that uh, they're going small. Okay? Especially since the uh, Golden State has success uh, going small and eliminating um, the big man for the Cavaliers, uh, do you think that that's going to trickle down to your level? And they may start three guards.
0: Mm, no, nah, I don't think so. I don't really see it happening. Uh-huh. No, nah, I don't really see that I think, happening. I
1: think it's becoming a guard-driven league, i I
0: mean, it is. Like back in the day, it used to be more of a big man's league. But it is. It's more of a guards league now.
1: And and I would think that that's going to trickle down into college as well. That's, that would be my thought, you know. And, and, and speaking of guards,
2: I have a young man on the phone now. Josh, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. All right. Can, 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 can we hear him? Uh, Let's see. We might have to call him on the – Yeah. Josh, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. How's it gonna sound, Ed?
1: I have no idea.
2: Uh, let's just call him back. All right, Josh, we're gonna call you right back on another phone, okay? All right. All right, Ed.
1: 707. Okay. Uh, and then um oh my god. All right, well, we bring Josh on. Um For all our listeners out there, and including myself, who is Josh, and why are we bringing him on? (laughs) Josh
2: plays ball. He played for the Memphis Grizzlies last year, and uh, he's playing ball right now. I'm going to let you talk to him, and he's going to tell us more about what he does. Hello, Josh. Oh, What's happening? That's,
1: that's a lot better. Hey, doing? How you doing?
2: All right, much better, much better. You're on the We e Podcast, my man, and I've just been thinking about you. First thing I want to tell you is, even though I haven't got to talk to you, I want to uh, give you a special thanks for uh, working my girl through a workout. Uh, her name's Adriana Henderson. What you think of her?
3: Yeah, 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 man. She's good, man. I we we're playing, we we're playing one on one, man, and she was. You know, and I, and I was kind of underestimating her, man. But she was sticking with every move, and I had my, my one of my best friends with me, man, that can handle the ball as well. And she was with him with every move, man. And I was really impressed with her. Yes,
2: most definitely gonna play at the next level at a Division One. Josh, tell what? me, tell me a little bit about yourself. Um, where, where did you play high school ball at?
3: I played high school in uh, in Petaluma, California. It's about 30 minutes from uh, San Francisco. Yeah, and what's your and, uh, a, The school's called Casa Grande. Okay, what's
2: your last name, Josh? Aquarian. Spell that. A-K-O-G-N-O-N. Okay.
3: And where, where did you play college ball at? I played for two years at Washington State in the Pac-10, and then I transferred to Cal State Fullerton for my last two years.
2: Okay, okay, okay. And, you know, it, it's funny because uh, I, I had your your wife play ball for me, so that's the athletic family that, that, that uh, you guys are in, dealing with a, a couple of youngsters. I know Little Man likes to run around and get the ball in his hand too,
3: doesn't he? Oh, yeah, he does, man, everything. He's playing every sport right now, and he's good, man. He picks it up quick. Yes,
2: yes, yes. That's coming from an athletic family, man.
1: Hey, Josh. Yeah, sir, Hey Josh, this is Ed. Uh, I have a question for you. As yes. a um, young man struggling with his confidence as far as uh, playing the game, how how would you? What advice would you give him to overcome that mental block that that he can actually ball with these players?
3: Uh. Well, for me, I had uh, I had a really good mentor for me when I was uh, coming up. It was my coach. Who's actually still my trainer now. And the biggest thing he did for me is he shielded me from everything. He didn't really let me read any newspapers. Uh, honestly, I really never even really talked to anybody. All he made me do was work. He made me work, 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 work. And he never really let me see the, the, the kind of the fruits of my labor. And it kind of was the other way around with the negatives. You know, I, I was really, uh, I would say kind of like a baby in the sport because I always felt like, I'm a step away from the NBA, and even though that was so absurd and crazy, I had no idea where I stacked up against other people, because all I did was just get better and get better and just compete against myself, and he just made me keep going and made me keep going, and I'll say after about, like, my junior year, um, he started letting me go out to Oakland and San Francisco, and then that's where I started to, uh, and that's when I started to, see the other competition and my confidence started to grow in that fold so how many hours did you spend a day in the gym when I was younger I would say uh, we were in there maybe three four hours Uh, the first the first couple hours we were doing uh, weights and agility type stuff and then the uh, second hours is just, just shooting a lot of form shooting he wouldn't let me go and play five on five he would make me do, like, dribbling drills. He would make me work on my form. Uh, he wouldn't let me go out there and practice bad habits. Um, so that was probably be the next two hours. And we did that probably five, six times a week. That's good.
2: You know, it's funny that you say that because, like, you're in the middle of the podcast. But I want you to listen to the first of the podcast where I'm telling this young man. I have uh, Daquan Haggerty. And uh, I was okay. telling him that the five-on-five five is good. But there's nothing like that individual workout, that I want to get better, and this is how I'm going
3: to do it. Right. Right. Definitely. That is it. That is is hands-on what I did. And even when you get to college, man, when I got to college, it was the same thing. Summertime, they would let us play open gym maybe once or twice a week, but everything else was individual skill building, which will uh, help with the other question he asked with the confidence. You know, it The more and more you start seeing yourself do drills that you were messing up with in the beginning of the summer, and you start seeing yourself kind of excel and do better, get faster, make more shots, then, uh, you know, your confidence will raise that way too. So for me, like, that's the biggest thing for me that helped my confidence was my individual workouts. I just kept working by myself, kept working with my team, and I never really, uh, went out there and did a lot of five on five, so. Yeah,
1: that, those are the, the, the main points i probably try to focus on. Now, in 09, uh, you were eligible for the NBA draft. You went undrafted. Uh, but that didn't deter you. Uh, you yeah. ended up uh, playing at BC as Cal... Is it Calavet? Is that right? Yes. 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 You, yes. Yeah. And you were the leading scorer that year. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And then um, you yeah, did a couple of other things, but then you hooked up with the Mavericks. Going right. undrafted, uh, did you? This I mean, did it? Did it increase your hunger to prove that all these NBA teams were wrong? You, you know, it did
3: in the beginning. You know, the the that first night where you know I talked to my agent. And he told me that, you know, I should be drafted between 45 and 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 uh, 52, and he said that, you know, I could go earlier, you know, from the initial thought of, or the initial act of not being drafted, the first thing that came to my mind was just I was hurt. I, I didn't want to think about trying to prove people wrong. I didn't get upset. I didn't get mad. Uh, it was kind of a different type of reaction for me because I was kind of embarrassed, uh, you know, because thank God I didn't have no draft party or nothing like that. Uh, but I was kind of telling people, you know, how I was doing in my workouts and I say, you know, from my close family, I said, you know, I think I might get drafted. And uh, when it didn't happen, it was just like a, it was like a couple weeks of just me being kind of sad, me kind of feeling kind of sorry for myself and um and then something clicked while I was watching NBA Summer League uh, because something happened where I I was supposed to play for the Raptors and they ended up taking a guy named Marcus Banks and I I couldn't play that year again. So it went from bad to worse and then I was watching those uh, Summer League games and I remember seeing a guy that I pretty much killed in a workout and I remember him doing really well in Summer League and once I saw him doing really well all of a sudden, something clicked in me where I decided, man, like I'm about to go and show everybody uh, that I can I can play in this league and I can play at a high level anywhere in the world. And uh, I would say right then and there watching that game is where I really decided uh, I'm going to make this league.
1: Now, uh, you obviously had a chip on your shoulder because uh, it says here you averaged 18 20-point games, 12 30-point games, and you had four 40-point games and a career-high 54-point effort. Mm-hmm. Were yeah. you, were, that 54, let's talk about that, okay? <laughs> All right? Yeah, I, yeah. it was, it was. Uh,
3: you know, the coach over there, Brian Gorgian, man, he gave me the, the keys, man, and he let me go. And uh, I kind of let him know before the game started, you know, I'd be like, hey, give me the ball. Figure out ways to give me the ball and let me get some shots. And uh, and he really believed in me. And that's honestly, it's I don't like to throw it in there for a lot of the young players, but a big part of success is having your coaches believe in you as well. Um, So him believing in me gave me the opportunity to take the shots, continue to take the shots, giving me the confidence to keep setting screens for me. And that's what really gave me the confidence, you know, to keep shooting, keep shooting. And before I looked up, you know, I had, I had 54. <laughs> <laughs> now
2: Josh, I know you with your family. Do you want to ask you one more, another question? Where are you at okay. right now as far as basketball? What, what, what are, what do you, I mean, are you, you're not through. What are you doing right now as far as getting back to, you know,
3: where you're supposed to be or where you feel like you should be? You know, it's, uh, it's a tough kind of decisions for me because, you know, I grew up wanting to play in the NBA and not play overseas. Overseas was not a dream of mine. Um, but the older you get, the more you start to realize the business side of things. And um, my first two summer leagues that led both my teams to scoring, the Mavericks and the Kings, I averaged uh, 19 points in 18 minutes with the uh, Kings. Then I averaged uh, 18 and 20 minutes with the Mavs. And, you know, I got on with the Grizzlies and then I yeah, I got on with the Grizzlies and uh, you know, they let me know that I was one of the best scorers in camp and Zach Randolph and Marc Gasol, They were giving me a lot of praise. And through all that, you know, I still got cut and then I started to think back, you know, is this really what I want? You know, and I wanted to make a um make a living for myself and for my family. Um and, you know, I was getting offered I still get offered to go to camps here and there. Um, but The money that they they offer me overseas, which again goes into the business side of it, is, you know, three, four times more than what a lot of 50% of the people in the NBA make. And, um, you know, and I play over in China for four months out of the year. Um, So, and again, like overseas, everything is tax free. So again, it gets to that point of business and your reality and your dream. And right now, it's kind of a really blurred line for me trying to figure out which path to really take. Um, because I said I could go to campus with anybody right now, and I can go for free. But if I get hurt, it's kind of a, you know, I'm sorry, and we'll see you later. Mm-hmm. So um, right now, I'm kind of giving the, the, the keys to my agent, and I let him get me in the right situations. And if a right situation comes along, um, you know, I, I, I'll decide from there. Uh, but from right now, I just work, I work, and I, I let my agent do his job. And if the NBA is giving me something where I can feel secure and I can feel like they're not taking advantage, um, then I'll do something with the NBA. Uh, but right now, overseas is a smart bet for me, business-wise, uh, personal, mentally. Um, but again, it's my dream to play in the NBA, uh, so I'll, I'll definitely keep my agent on his toes and make sure he's still talking to teams. And, and uh, most likely, I'm going to probably make a strong push here in the next year and a year or so. To try to see if um, you know the NBA will fight and 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 they'll give me something for um, making the sacrifice to try to come over there and giving up when I'm giving up overseas. So right. and, a, and a long story is kind of where, where my mind is at mentally right now with my basketball and 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 uh, and the actual reality of it.
2: Right on, right on. Hey man, uh, like I said, I got a it's the We Podcast, man. Uh, uh, double and then E and the podcast and it's Ed Nettie. That's me and my partner right here. And like I said, okay. we got Daquan uh, Haggerty who's getting ready to uh, have his second year at Allen County. And man, it's just good hearing from you. Good hearing from somebody, you know, with the confidence that you do have and with uh-huh. the, the, the the looks that you have on as far as continuing your uh, career in basketball. And are you oh, you guys yeah. are coming back to Kansas right after you? Leave from where you are. Yeah, we actually bought a house in Kansas. So okay, I'm gonna make sure. Uh, I'm yeah. gonna make sure you guys come up to the Y. That's where my, my uh, summer program is, and come up there and talk, man. It's it's good hearing from you. Uh, you know, it was fun watching watching your wife play. She uh, uh, uh she, she made a mark on uh high school basketball for women here, and I got a daughter man, that's awesome. doing the same thing, man. So like I said, man, uh, hats off and good luck, man, and you enjoy uh, with your family and you have a good one. All right, my man? Yeah, you got it, man. Thank you, man. No, you thank good you. One. Thank you, my man. What?
1: God, that was. That was just his last name? A Cognon? A Cognon. <laughs> <Cogna. laughs> yes. Oh. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh. Golly, man! So uh, hearing hearing him, I mean that that mm. did that did what you take from that?
0: Um, that you can really do anything you want to do if you put your mind to it. It's got me wanting to go play Ed one on one. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know only... I got one good leg, but I mean,
2: I mean, it just, I mean, that that is sitting. I mean, that I mean that's good, man. You know, and like like you said that I didn't know that if you play overseas right now and you're doing the right things, you could get paid just as much as, you know, the NBA players. Oh, yeah. Man, that's, I mean, that's good, man. Yeah. And yeah. tax-free. You know taxes is killing us <laughs> <one> out
1: here. <laughs> See, and it's just that, you know, uh, going over there, not knowing the language, um, you know, that's going to be hard on you. Not, you know, mm-hmm. being away from family is really hard on people. Um but yeah, man, the money's good. Uh, I know that the women in the WNBA, a lot of them, get um, everything is paid for mm-hmm. while they over there, mm-hmm. and they yeah. just making bank. I mean, anytime that uh, oh god, Russia is paying Diana Taurasi, I want to say it's like one point seven million dollars not to play in the WNBA this year. Sheesh. So, wow. so, for her to just be rested for the Russian season, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, yes. yeah, So they're paying her to set out a year.
2: And it seems like where Josh was, you know, the the, the the he the hurdles that he's went through is 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 stronger than the hurdles that you know you're going through. You know, so I mean that right there, man. Let's and and remember four hours in the gym. You know that that's that's you know the weight room two hours and and in the gym two hours and by yourself and like I said watching Daquan after we get off at five thirty play until six thirty or seven, you know and and you know just got to get in that that weight room more and you know and and, and hit it hard hit it hard because I mean I have confidence in him and I you know I, I I think he could play man I think he could play I think he could get some minutes for Allen. Where he should, if not starting, coming right off the bench, and and I think after this, man, I think it's another level for him, man. I really do.
1: So now, what's next for you, man? Like as far as what? Uh, is it going back to school, and then you have well, it's football season. So what? Is, what is the basketball team doing during the football season?
0: Really, we just um, we just stay in the gym, like. Coach probably has us lifting. We do a lot of scrimmaging, a lot of individual skill work, just things of that nature.
1: So then it's just practice, practice, practice.
0: Basically all the way to the season.
1: Uh, I know that the NCAA has restrictions on how much you can practice and all that. Is it the same way in a community college or in a lower, you know? Um, I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm really not sure or and I want to say organized practice is what they are and they do about.
2: because even at a high school level like right now I can open the gym for us I believe but I can only have 3 girls. In Kansas City, Missouri or on the Missouri side, they can have a whole team. You know, it's kind of a Kansas is kind of a slower setback than 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 a lot of the states. You know, what I was wanting to know, like, what about them three players that are like, oh, I know I got my spot and I ain't running no mile today. Man, they come in practice, man. They got to be just sick after a couple of the workouts, man. They do. Yeah, they do. You know, you come in there out of shape, you know, and, you know, because training camp is there. And they always tell you, just like my daughter, who's going to be going to Allen County to play, they said, hey, don't come to practice at tryouts Without been working back in your hometown because we'll know because we'll see how you look, you know. So.
1: Most definitely, man. Well, hey, man, it was a pleasure having you. Um, uh, any any shout outs? Anything you want to. No, 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 I ain't got no shout outs. No
0: shout outs. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have some people looking. So,
2: ready to give a shout out to Raymond Solis? Ready to get a shout out to. Camry Coffee, you better get some shout outs. It's to Jalen because they all gonna ask questions. <laughs> <laughs> but now, now Ed, who, who have we had that's been following us lately? Should we get some shout outs? Oh, dude.
1: Yeah, that's, that's not. Uh, you know what? Let me go ahead and. Oh, God. I hate to put this stuff out here and then, you know, it's a month or so down the, the line. Um,. But we have some 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 really impressive people lined up for the Double E podcast. Uh, some people whose albums are dropping that we're going to have on um, next week or the next week or two, we'll have Rodney Perry, the comedian. Um, he opened up for, or not didn't open up. He was a... Uh, he was a sidekick on the Monique show. Uh, he'll be on the podcast. Right. Um, I've talked to other comedians as well. Hope Flood. Um, we're really trying to finalize things with her um, to get on the podcast. Um, yeah, I don't want to give out any real, you know say these people's names, and then it's like, dude, every time I tune in, he's never there, he's never there, you know, Um, but yeah, we're gonna have Rodney Perry for sure, Um, let's see here, let's see if we can play a little skit of Rodney. hardest
2: human being in your man life. I know niggas can't say that.
1: Here with a little mean ass right now. Here you? with a little mean ass. I see your mean ass. Hit your ass with the why. You ever been hit with the why Why you didn't I
2: thought you said what time we go? when we gonna die? I thought you said what time we gonna huh, huh, why you didn't catch huh, huh, you. Gonna get
1: you? <laughs> Fellas how many times you been sitting in the driveway hoping her ass is sleep. And this is 4 o'clock in the morning, she's wide awake, waiting on your ass. The misconception will got all y'all ladies fucked up is you think your man wants some new pussy. Your man don't want no new pussy. Your man wants some strange pussy. <laughs> That's the difference. He don't want no brand new pussy, he don't want to go through the headache. <laughs>
2: That's gonna be nice getting. That's gonna be nice getting. Yeah,
1: so we'll be setting that up uh, in the next week or two. Um, As far as our listeners in the audience uh, that 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 has been listening and going on, um, God, we've had the United Kingdom, we've had uh, Germany, we've had France. We've had the Netherlands, Pakistan, Egypt, Russian Federation, Portugal, Greece, Bulgaria, Brazil, Italy, Japan, and New Zealand. Um, God, we can always depend on DJ t to listen. Uh, Chrome to your dome, Clarissa Amber. Hey, I got her name right. Yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Michael Ray Beats, uh, God, uh, Dario, New Bruce, Colin Creighton, uh, Jayange, ainge uh, the FCX, RKS, Strictly Trap Music, uh, Grady Becker, uh, Queen, I mean, it just goes on and on. Uh, and so, so, I mean, I just want to say thanks to all these people that's listening. Um, you know, man, without them, none of this would be possible. And, uh, yeah, man, this is ready to go out. Um, I don't know if we should be Yeah, why not? Let's play something new. This is Queen. Inspiration. I'm a lot of feeling when I'm with you. bedroom you're looking real tired just stay
0: the record yard just baby let me tell the truth No.